0: I'm Laura Giles, your host of Modern Animism Radio. Thank you for being here. Hope y'all had a wonderful summer solstice. You know, one of my favorite parts of any holy day is the bonfire and the drumming. And if you aren't using the drum in your animist practice yet, I hope by the end of this podcast, you either choose to pick it up or you're really solid on why it's not for you. So let's give gratitude and get on with the show. I acknowledge the element of earth. And thank you for the stars, people, babies, food, trees. Thank you for all the things we can touch, smell, taste, hear, and see. Thank you for the ground beneath our feet and for giving us standing. Thank you, Earth. Acknowledge and give gratitude to air for the breeze that cools the hot summer nights, the wind that carries our prayers to the other world, communication, inspiration, ideas, and the breath that sustains our lives. Acknowledge the element of fire and give thanks for the power to create, for purification and destruction. Thank you, fire, for giving us warmth that helps us to survive. Acknowledge and give gratitude for water. Thank you for giving us feelings that guide us and make life worth living. Thank you for the water that helps everything to grow and for reminding us to stay supple and to go with the flow. Acknowledge our plants, animal, mineral, and human ancestors And give gratitude for all the ways that you make our lives better. Thank you for all that you do that is seen and unseen. Thanks to our listening audience. I appreciate your questions and comments. We have a whole bunch of new listeners from all over. i got a ton of new questions to get to, and many of which have actually already been answered on YouTube, our blog, or the podcast. Uh, Your questions and comments are really important to us because they let us know what you're interested in. So I appreciate you reaching out and encourage you to continue doing so. We're also doing salons on Zoom now, so if you want to make it a multi-way conversation about animism, check out our Facebook page for the link and join us uh, on Zoom. And don't worry if you're shy or you just want to lurk. That's totally cool. All you have to do is turn off your camera so that I won't draw you into the conversation. Uh, I know what it's like to be an introvert and move at your own pace, so I wouldn't want you to stay away because you're shy. You can come on over, and I hope to see you there sometime. So why do we drum? Drumming is probably a part of all indigenous cultures because it's soothing. It's a reminder of the safety of being in the womb where we're surrounded by our mother's heartbeat. The sound connects us to the earth, to ourselves. It's really earthy. But at the same time, it's also there to transport us outside of our bodies and allows us to trance out and be anywhere. And when we do this in a group, it connects the whole group energetically and spiritually. There's this vibe that bonds you and strengthens ties. It's really, really incredible. If you've never done it, I highly recommend it. Um, Believe it or not, drumming is also healthy. The left and right hand moving together enhances whole brain health. And it literally lights up all the neurons in your brain. So it's like getting a whole brain workout. It's also good for your mental health. It improves mood, decreases anxiety, lowers aggression, and improves PTSD symptoms. So you see that's with therapist in me coming out. Um, but it's crazy, isn't it? I know lots of people are anxious that they won't be able to play well and their anxiety goes up so they don't even try. Or they play for a few seconds and then put the drum down. When if you just keep going, your anxiety is going to decrease. But you got to you got to pick it up and you got to keep going. And the cool thing about our drum circle is that, number one, it doesn't matter. You can be as offbeat as you want to be. And that's not true in every drum circle. Some people get upset if you're not, like, if you're, you know, doing your own thing off in your own direction. We don't care. Um, but number two, it's so easy to get back on beat that, you know, it's really no big deal. You just stop and you start again. Nobody gets to be good at anything by doing it for two minutes. You have to practice. You're going to mess up. That's part of figuring out innovative and creative things. The people like Jimi Hendrix and Prince didn't get to be great musicians because they played the same safe, known stuff as everybody else. They made mistakes, tried new things, went out on a limb, and that's how you get to new creative stuff. You know, it's allowed. Anyway, uh, German is also good for your physical health. It boosts your immune system and... Your body actually creates more T-cells after drumming. Isn't that crazy? It also produces endorphins, which are painkillers. So if you have pain, you might try drumming. It's a way to connect to spirit. As I said, it trances you out and clears the clutter from your head so messages can come in. Emotions can be released. And you just have to have space for appreciation for things like nature and life. I believe the human baseline is love. So maybe it connects you to your center so that you can feel that love and express it and bask in it and remember it. When we do it as a group, sometimes it's part of the ritual to connect. Sometimes it's recreational, so we're just doing it for fun. Sometimes it's spiritual. It can be all of that at the same time. Think about a powwow. If you've ever been to a powwow, they're definitely all of that at the same time. If you want a drum and you don't really know anything about it and want to start out easy get a frame drum a frame drum is a native american style drum that has a rim that's um about two inches and a leather stretched across one or both sides usually it's one sometimes it's two and they can be designed to be played with a beater or you can hit it with your bare hands there's lots and lots of variations depending upon the culture that uses it the native american type is the most basic and you might be tempted to dismiss it because it's so basic, but this is the type of drum that's the backbone of all folk music, and it was a primary percussion instrument from 3000 B.C. to 500 A.D. Still hanging in there because it's easy to use. Nobody should be without music. Music is life, and this, everybody can play. But if you want to get a little fancier uh, and still use a basic type of frame drum, you can go with the Irish boron. This one uses a wooden beater, and the left hand moves around the back uh, to give you different types of sounds. You could also try a duff, which is a Middle Eastern drum. It looks kind of like a Native American frame drum, but has chains along the edges that you can shake like a tambourine. And the way you hit it gives gives you other sounds, so it's a little bit more versatile. And the bandir is similar. It has a snare on the inside of the drum head that makes it You have a little buzzing sound. So it looks kind of the same. If you didn't turn it upside down, you might not know that it's a different thing. Um, And if you have Italian heritage and you want to honor that, you could use a tamborello, which is basically a tambourine. So it's a frame drum with jingles along the side that you can shake. So there's all kinds. Some are modern and use synthetic materials and have tuning keys. And I know some of you might turn up your nose at these and say, you want to go natural. But if you're going to be playing outside in the weather, you might want one of those. (laughs) I have one. And not to mention that if you let others use your drums, so this is the one that you're going to loan out. You might be getting the notion that it's good to have two drums. I have one drum that only I touch. Everything about it is intentional. And I picked the size that works with my body, so it's very comfortable for me. Uh, You also don't want it to be too heavy. So when you get a handcrafted drum, you can choose the leather. And most people who make handcrafted drums have deer, elk, moose, cow, bison, and horse. Those are common. You can also see a reindeer sometimes or goat. And they can be natural or bleached. But, and each skin has its own energy, so you want to be aware of that when you're choosing it. And if you paint it, the image and the materials that you use to paint for the paint itself or whatever else you put on there, other than paint, and the artist is also going to impart energy to the drum. So you want to be really intentional and selective about every single piece of it. What is it made out of? How is it made? Who's making it? What are the materials? All that kind of stuff. Um, so this is a drum that I use for spiritual pur- purposes. So I I don't want it, I don't want anybody drumming it and putting their energy onto it. Obviously, somebody's got to make it. Um, So I want to be real careful and intentional about all the stuff that happens before it comes to me. And every drum sounds different. If you're buying a pre-made drum from a store, you want to play it. Because two that are identical can sound or look identical can sound really different. You want to pick the one that resonates with you. So drums have a voice. You want to hear that voice. And once you have your drum, you want to play around with it. It's kind of like getting to know anything, creating that relationship. That's what animism is all about, relationships. Um, The drum's voice is its sound, its energy, but it only sings when it's touched, so you have to touch it. If you have a natural head, you're going to notice that it's not completely even across the top. Some places will sound different than others. And when you play closer to the rim, that's going to sound different from the center. And if you're outside and it's human and you have a natural head, it's not going to sound as good as a synthetic head. So that's another reason to have two drums. Um, Just, yeah, just for the way that it sounds inside versus outside. And you'll find these things out by playing your drums. If all you play is that rhythmic one, two, one, two, that's cool. That's enough. If you want to branch out, experiment, and see what sound your soul wants to make, it's just kind of like playing, you know? And after a while, you're going to fall into what I call your signature beat. It might not be something um, that you make up. It could be just something that you heard somewhere. But it's this thing that makes you feel good. And and that's good. Just play that. It's going to be like the thing that you fall back on. And some of us um, are the type of drummers who play a steady beat over and over. And any drum circle needs an abundance of those people. So nothing happens without a foundation. So if that's all you can do, that's fantastic. That's that earth energy. That's the heartbeat. And you're always going to start with earth. uh, Well, at least I do um, when I'm um, considering the directions because no matter what I'm doing, I want that steady foundation. And then you can have a few people who improvise on top of that for a variety. And I tend to go back and forth depending upon who else is in the drum circle and what the drum circle needs. If the bass is covered, I'm going to improvise. If the bass line needs to be stronger, then I'll go there. Um, if there aren't people w- willing to go, boom, 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 you know what, there's no drum circle. It's just chaos. got to have some order. You know, A little chaos is good, but you do need to have some order. So uh, I know I said it doesn't matter what you play. It can be cacophonous, but... Like I said, Western people usually don't like that. (laughs) It's like, I don't know, uh, too orderly or judgy. I'm not really sure why. Um, When I've done that in a jump circle, people look at me like I have two heads. And sometimes it happens just because, you know, you're in your own zone and things just kind of go in that direction. It's like, ooh, I didn't realize I was with other people. (laughs) Or, ooh, I didn't realize I was that far off. Um, It's a little bit like trickster energy or something that happens to open things up. Uh, I really can't explain it. Anyways, I would suggest that you have some tolerance for that. The steady beat's gonna be home and as long as there's a home to return to, the circle will be intact even if you go off on on a tangent or go in a zone. So I guess I'm saying that I wouldn't make it a point to be offbeat, but if you do, it's okay. And if a drum circle is too scary, just play alone in nature. The trees are gonna adore you. So notice how the drum sounds different. When um, it's next to one tree as opposed to another. That is how the air feels. That is how you feel. I guess I'm saying, say mindfully, how does it feel if it's gray and rainy? How does it feel under a big sky? How is it in a dense forest? Does day or night impact the sound? These are some of the ways that you can get to know yourself, your surroundings and your drum. Sometimes it might feel flat or blah. Sometimes it might feel like nature is listening and enjoying. It might even feel like you're intruding upon the space or unwelcome at times. Music's vibration and energy is life. When you drum, everything comes into a space of being together. So definitely check that out. When you get a hang of that, find your rhythm in a space that feels safe and protected and drum until you trance out. I can't tell you what that'll be like for you, but for me, it's like I can hear the drum. I know where I am, but my hands are on autopilot. My mind is still, and yet another part of my consciousness can be anywhere else in the past, present, or future, or even another dimension. And since I've been drumming for a really long time, this can happen in minutes after dropping into my beat. It'll probably take a while for you when you first get started, but the, when you build up that muscle memory, it doesn't take long to take hold, and you can be trancing out within minutes, too. So it's not like something like special people do. It's something that like humans do. And this space can be meditative and soothing. You can use it to speak to your spirit guides, find answers to questions, get in touch with your emotions release anything that doesn't serve you, or do whatever you do while you're in trance. So everything doesn't have to have a purpose. Just do it because you enjoy it. And once you have the hang of that, you can drum without thinking right, left, one, two, you know, that kind of thing. Try singing. These can be songs that you learn somewhere, or you can make up your own. I love when stuff just comes out. It might be a one and done type of thing, and I'm never able to recall it again. Or it could come out as a song of my soul that I have to sing over and over again. And to get started, just make a sound. It could be the same pitch over and over. It could be with the beat or not. It could be a word or a phrase. Just start. Songs don't have to sound like what we hear on the radio. Soul songs cannot make sense. They can be the most beautiful things you've ever heard. Just make space for them and let them be. Let your words or sounds join with the drum and merge. You can sing songs to your drum, to your ancestors, to your pain, something you lost, to your joy, the sky, or whatever strikes you in the moment. Drumming's is a really in-the-moment type of thing for me. It's raw and primal. And if you try to make it perfect or something that you perform, it gets in the way of what it wants to be. Not saying that it can't be perfect or something that you want to share, but give some time for it to just be yours. Let things unfold. It's a relationship, you know, you, the drum, the music, the emotions, the spirits, whatever comes out of it. It's just spontaneous and rolling with what is. This is what I mean when I said last week that animism isn't some step-by-step, paint-by-numbers kind of thing that is the same for everybody. It's spontaneous and new. I've seen people approach this like it's a ritual or a class where everybody explores it the same, and it's not. My drum's is my jaw drum, not by a long shot. And my drum isn't the same today as it was yesterday, and neither am I. The drum for me is one of those things that symbolizes more than uh, anything, that that kind of energy. So each time it speaks, it's only that way once. And when it's gone, it's gone. And maybe, I think, for me, that's the best medicine of the drum. And ladies, if you think you can't drum, let me tell you that in the ancient world, women drummed. In fact, most drummers were women back in the day, for around the world. And the first named drummer in history was a woman in 2380 B.C. She lived in Mesopotamia and was a priestess. So how's that? Why priestesses? Well, uh, because drumming is how we trance, and it's how we reach the gods, ourselves, and the divine. And the drum is a tool of the mystic. If you look at the existing artwork from antiquity, you'll see priestesses and goddesses drumming. That's church. That's ancient church. And the goddesses and the priestesses from ancient Egypt, Rome, Greece, Anatolia, and Mesopotamia, maybe others I don't know about that have no recorded history, they rocked out the frame drums. Yeah. You look at the stories, it's a goddess that gives humans a gift of music. The Celtic goddess of music is Brigid. In Egypt, it was Hathor. In Greece, it was the muses, but priestesses of Aphrodite, Artemis, and Demeter also played the drum. And Sumer Mesopotamia, Ishtar and Inanna gave humans drums. drum. All the performers in the Middle Kingdom of Egypt were women. There's only one exception, and that's Bess. And he was a protector of the households, mothers, children, and childbirth. So even though he's not a woman,
1: I guess it makes sense for him to
0: have a drum too, since he serves one. And guess when it all ended? I'll give you one guess. It's not hard to imagine. I know you know, right? (laughs) Got it. It ended with the rise of Christianity around 400 A.D. Women were no longer allowed to learn and play music. So makes sense if you know the history, right? Music is a spirituality gateway. It's the threshold to the creator, the ancestors, inspiration, mediumship, health, and healing. So by taking all that away, women lost all power. The rise of patriarchy, you've got to squash down the women, right? So what do you do? One of the things is you take away the music. You take away the position. You, you remove them from that gateway. If you look at Native American culture, in most places, it's all about men sitting at the big powwow drum. Uh, women don't sing or play the drum. So what's that all about? How is that different? Um, there are 574 recognized Native American tribes in the USA and each tribe has their own stories. Um, so this is not going to be true for everybody, but one of their stories is that the drum is female. The big drum, so the big powwow drum, was a gift from women to men. So, again, you have that uh, women giving the drum so that men could experience a resonant connection to the earth mother that naturally occurs with women. So it was a way of equalizing that. And women can't touch it because they're too powerful to be the drum. That's the same reason why women don't do the sweat lodge. Among the Cherokee, women do have their own drum. It's called a water drum, and they can play it with other women, but not in a mixed setting or in a powwow. So um, traditions are changing. There are female singers and drummers today because of lawsuits, because of non-natives making rules, uh, and just a changing culture. And this is really important. So I'm going to sidebar for just a second to comment on this, and you can agree or not agree. Men and women are not the same. The push to have women playing drums at the powwow seems to me to be a push for equality. It also seems like it's based on a misunderstanding. Like I said before, there's 574 tribes in the USA, so the details are not going to be the same from tribe to tribe, and there's some gray area. But the reason why women aren't allowed in sweat lodges or at the powwow drum is because women are too powerful. We have the ability to bring life into the world. We have a womb and a menstrual cycle, and men don't have that. They can't purify naturally the way they do, so we need a sweat lodge. We don't need a sweat lodge. We don't have the same, uh, they don't have the same connection to the heartbeat of the mother because it lives within us. We are the mother. So even if you're not a mother, you have the mother in you. Men do too, just not in the same way. So men have to do something extra to experience what women experience just as a function of life. So if you're someone who thinks that in order to be equal to men, women have to be able to play the drum or go into a sweat lodge. I'm you know, sorry to put it to you bluntly, but my opinion is you don't own your own power. To me, seeing uh, these types of things as an equalizer is forgetting that the power of the womb is is just awesome, <laughs> and it's buying into the toxic patriarchy stories. So everything isn't open to everybody because people have this. and honoring them is a form of respect. If you see it differently, love to hear your perspective. I'm not trying to tell you what to do, just throwing out my opinion. So feel free to make up your own one. You just uh, not want to look at it holistically before you make a judgment. on Why something is good, bad, or for you or not for you. Anyway, all that bit about women and drumming, is just to say that you don't have to be a guided job. Everyone um, doesn't have to know how to drum to practice animism, but we need a lot more drummers. I sometimes go to gatherings where I'm the only one. If you're not drumming for yourself, you're really missing out on a really easy, amazing way to tap into something inevitable. And I've only talked about frame drums. There's tons more drums that can give you a lot more diversity if you want to put the time into learning them. So uh, I've never had a drum lesson in my life aside from the 15 minutes that sometimes happens before a drum circle. So uh, a lot of times in a drum circle, especially where there's beginners, they'll, they'll give a little lesson, you know, how to do it. That's what I'm talking about. Um, and it's only 15 minutes because it's pretty intuitive. If you can tap your feet to the beat, you can learn to do it. Uh, Just remember who you were at three and channel that. You'll be playing in no time. But if you're the type of person who needs that step-by-step instruction in order to feel confident, go to YouTube. There are tons of free tutorials that go from basic to wizard. And you can be uh, a badass, as as badass as you put your mind to be, you know. Or I wouldn't even say that. You can have an, an effective um, tool as you need to tap into your whole animus spirituality, really. So but what can a drum not do? It can take you anywhere, literally. Okay, before I wrap it up, let me give you a couple more facts. If this speaks to you, you're welcome to use it. If not, not okay to. So do you. Okay. If you use a drum for spiritual purposes, before you use it for the first time, you want to bless it or consecrate it. This means that you're going to set, uh, set it aside as a sacred object and bring its voice to life. So when we do ritual and we have sacred objects, are only used for ritual. They're not toys. They're not uh, display objects. They're not—they're not anything else but our ritual objects. So this is what I'm talking about. You dedicate it to the creator, or to spiritual use, or to a goddess, or to nature, or to whatever you want. You dedicate it to something. But this is—this is how I'm going to use it. And once it's given this status, you treat it as the holy object that it is. You don't throw it around. Don't stand it on its rim. You don't display it—display it on the wall. You store it in a cloth or a leather bag with the leather side up in a place where it's not exposed to humidity or where it can get too dry, assuming that it's leather. If it's synthetic, then that part's not going to matter. Each time you use it, ask the god, goddess, or the drum itself to sing in a good way or to sing true. If you're using it in ritual for a specific purpose, say you want to do a purification ritual, you can ask the drum to help with that. So drum, please help us to purify. It's that that simple. Nothing has to be fancy. And every part of the ritual is significant and can either add or detract from the outcome. It's just like I always think the elements, ancestors, and you when I do a podcast. So acknowledge the drum, the animal who gave its life for the drum, the tree who gave the wood, and ask that those who hear the song will benefit from the song. That's inclusive, holistic. And don't let anyone else use it. Your drum is your spiritual partner. If you see someone else's drum, don't touch it. A drum is a sacred object. You need specific permission to touch it or play it. Got it? Now, if you choose not to observe these traditions, just be aware that many people do and don't touch someone else's drum without their permission. So I hope I made you have comfort. Too many times I'm the only one drumming, and I love drumming, but if I have to drum all night, then I don't get to dance. I love dancing, too. If I don't have to play the backbeat the whole time, um, you know, it's cool. Then I'd like to uh, play around a little bit. Even when I bring other drums so people who don't have one can play, people don't. And if this is happening here, surely it's happening other places too. But it's not just about me. If people don't learn how to play and don't get their own drum, they miss out on the many benefits of drumming, which is really why I'm talking about it. And that's the worst part of it all. It's something amazing that I want you to experience. When I do see, see something that I really love, the thing that I want most in the world is to share it with other people. So I'm sure you now. There's truly nothing like the energy of a mass of people who are all in sync. It's just astounding. So thank you all for tuning in. Come see us on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter and join the conversation. Don't forget, if you'd like to donate, you can do that at volumeeacoffee.com slash pan society and if you're interested in learning how to be more in touch with animism i invite you to join our online experiential animism class which is located at pansociety.org. hope to see you there i'm laura Dells of pan society let me know what drum you have and how you're using it in your spiritual practice see you next week guys yeah.